of another, passing the faith along, sharing a word of hope with my brother, helping to make him strong, passing the faith along to my brother, passing the faith along. Welcome to Brewing Faith. We'll get started in a moment. We have Brother Mike Torres with us, pastor from Visalia, California. Excited to hear from Brother Torres. God bless you all. Makes us strong and like the relay runner. We seek to pass it on. Pass the faith along to the brother. Pass the faith along. Help us to feel the faith of another. Welcome to Brewing Faith, <clears throat> and uh, we are broadcasting from my iPad. I hope it's working okay. Could not find my phone this morning. That's why we were a couple minutes late getting started. Uh, good to have Brother Mike Torres, pastor from Fortress of Truth. Is that right? Yes. In Visalia, California. Good friend of mine. He was very kind to us, and we were evangelizing, enjoyed uh, being in being in Visalia very much for a multiple of reasons. Um, we also have Bishop and Sister Pearson home. Hey, Can somebody hey. say yay? Yay! They drove most of the night. Got home and got in at four o'clock this morning. So we are happy to have them home. And then they're here already at Brewing Faith this morning, ten o'clock. <clears throat> so good to have them. And then my brother Nate is with us too. He gave us a good word Tuesday night. Had a Bible study on Wednesday. He doesn't even know this. Had a Bible study on Wednesday. And I used what he preached on Tuesday. And it was really impactful to the guy I was teaching Bible study to. So good to have everybody in studio this morning. And then we're so thankful to have Brother Torres. We want him to take his liberty. I told our church the other night. It's kind of cool brewing faith. You get a little teaser of what's to come for revival Sunday through Tuesday. And Brother Torres, we just want you to talk to us. You can tell us a little bit um, about your history. You've got quite a story and what God's done at Visalia. Uh, give us a word. Give us a scripture. Take your time. We are just looking forward to hearing from you. I think it'll be fine if I just set this down here. I think the mic, hopefully, it'll pick it up okay. 
I'll make sure. So you can just just talk to us, Brother Torres. We love you. So glad you are in Wisconsin. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, and praise the Lord to everyone that's listening. Uh, I hope I don't know how far this goes, whether it's to America or to the world or to Mars. I don't know. But anyway, it's good to be here today and a joy to be here with the Pearson family. I love them dearly. They preach for uh, Brother and Sister Pearson, uh, uh, evangelized several times there in Visalia with us, and we love them. The church fell in love with them. And, of course, Elder Pearson, Sister Pearson, has been with us many times also. And, and I even pastor one of the relatives now and uh, there in Visalia. It's good again to be here, and I hope that I can inspire inspire you. Hope I encourage you. Uh, and uh, I just want to, I want to read at least one, I'm going to read two verses, but one, first of all, one of my verses I really love, and that says, they're from, uh, they're Philippians 4, 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, yes. I say yes. rejoice, yes. rejoice. Yes. And I love that word rejoice. That means to rejoice. Yes. And, uh, and uh, I do believe that the church, whether wherever you live in, a, in this world, if you're apostolic, then baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you should live a life of joy. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, I love church. I love the house of God. I live, I tell people in my church, I live church service to church service. Yes. I live prayer time to prayer time. And uh, uh, the, my greatest time uh, in life is in the house of God. And, and I love good church. I feel like it's the next best to heaven on earth. And I love it when someone gets the Holy Ghost. I love it when someone uh, lives for God or they pray through and uh, the wonders of God. And so thank God for his goodness. And, and I, when I begin to think about uh, this world, I, the, the number one, they said the number one um, uh, things that people like to do in this world, activity in America. Number one is people want to watch television. That's the number one activity people do in this world. Number two is they shop. They want shop. And of course, television doesn't really bring a lot of joy. It's it's fake. It's uh, uh, it's false joy. Uh, it's the number one influence in our country, and it's not good. The uh, number one, as a matter of fact, the world in America, we've got over two thousand addictions in America. Uh, the, the, we are more addicted to drugs than any nation in the world. Yet none of these addictions can satisfy the soul because God created the soul for him to satisfy the soul. And so our really joy and hope is in him and our whole joy of our mind should surround everything about God and not about our outside our soul. And so anyway, I'm happy in the Lord today. And as a matter of fact, uh, my late wife, passed away uh, 2011. We were married almost 35 years. And I already got my gravestone there already. I got my epitaph there. I got my picture there, my wife there already, because I don't want my kids putting my picture on there. I'm afraid they'll put a bad picture on there. And so uh, I don't want to make it look dorky. Uh, so I took care of all that. But in that epitaph, we put under, we lived and labored to, to please God. 
And that's how I'm going to die. That's how we started our life together in the Lord. Uh, as far as uh, being married, we're already living for God and started our ministry about that time. And so, anyway, I live to please God. Yeah. And you know, when you live to please God, you can't outgive God. There's something about the this law of giving to Him. He gives back, and God has given me joy. He's given me contentment. He's given me a a life worth living, and so it's it's worth living for God. And I think about my own life in working for God. Uh, born in uh, West Virginia, I'm half. My dad was from Mexico. My mother was from uh, West Virginia. The family's been there since the Revolutionary War. They fought in the war of uh, 1776. They fought 1812. They fought civil war and many wars throughout American history. And the roots were deep there. And apostolic Pentecost came in those mountains in the 1920s and 30s there. And, and she knew about it very much. And some of her family, uh, many of them are apostolics. And that's where she got acquainted. But from there, we lived in Michigan. And then I was a child before I started school. We moved to California. My dad had been there. Uh, before in the early 40s and uh, so uh, my dad was a one of those anchor babies that President Trump talked about from Mexico. Her mother, her mother, his mother brought him over to from Monterey, Mexico, birthed her kids there in South Texas and uh, Edinburgh area, and they'd go back so they'd get their citizenship, and they would come back when they got older, and it worked, it worked. So, but here we are in California and the Central Valley there, and there in the rural area of California, Madera. And right in the center of the state, and uh, grew up in the country most of my life, and and so, but we got in church uh, right in 1963. A, a man by a verbal being, a pastor, a, a evangelist came through there, had a great uh, revival there, uh, seven, 16-week revival. In those days, people didn't get the Holy Ghost very easily, and people from Modesto, uh, about 90, 80 miles away, uh, and then 100 miles to the south from Bakersfield two hours away. Uh, people would come night after night after night and 100 people received the Holy Ghost in the 16 weeks and my mother was one of them. And uh, it changed our life and uh, I grew up, no one gave us nothing and we had to fight our way and work our way through life like a lot of people in America. But that helped me and I loved God, fell in love with God as a child, received the Holy Ghost at 13 years old and when I received the Holy Ghost, it changed my life. I bought into this hook, like and sinker. I sought the Holy Ghost for many years as a young child, but I, I just didn't know how to release myself to God. But when I did, man, I'm telling you, it changed my life. And, and I, I immediately studied the Word of God and uh, loved church and got involved and got into soul winning at a very, very young age, uh, high school, junior high. Uh, when someone took me to uh, doing outreach, I fell in love with that man. Uh, it was great. It it occupied me. It kept me away from the gangs of, of Central Valley. Central Valley, uh, California, as you know, is a, a lot of places and gangs uh, all over California, especially the Hispanic gangs. And uh, thank God I grew up in the country. It kept me out of trouble. Uh, thank God I got in church. I, I probably would have got bought into all those kind of things. But thank God for his goodness to me. And I'm very thankful for him. I really am. You know that word rejoice. with Again, rejoice. That word uh, rejoice uh, and to be thankful for God. You know, that word, uh, the word thankfulness comes from the word think. 
because you got to think to be thankful. You cannot be uh, ungrateful and griping and complaining and thankful at the same time. Yes, right. That's impossible. Right. So when you think how good he is, and I, I think every morning we need to think of ten things that uh, to be thankful for. Because he'll get us wow. out of the grubs, wow. get us out of, uh, out of negative thinking. We have so much to be thankful for. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for life. Thank God for a good church. Thank God where he's brought us from. Thank God we're not on drugs. Thank God for our marriage. Thank God for bringing our marriage back together. Thank God for for every this many many things. Oh, thank yeah. God for every good church service you leave. Oh, yes. thank God. Yes. Thank God. You know uh, what I like about church is I always feel better when I leave than the way I walked into those doors. Right, right. Always, even as a pastor. Right. And thank God. So we got to think about God. Think about yes. His goodness. And I'm telling you, when you start the day like that it just helps the day uh, to go forward day after day service after service uh, uh, reading the Bible and prayer time and to me there's nothing like reading prayer every morning every day talking to God and so but anyway when I get back uh, back to Madeira as a child and uh, God called me uh, to the ministry very young in high school and started studying and preparing for it and and um, I started uh, outreach for many, many, many years. Really, I did outreach when I was probably 14 years old till I left uh, eight at 28 years old. I remember when I first got married at 20 years old to Diane from Dinuba, California, Canales, and there uh, uh, at 20 years old we got we I became a youth leader and she started doing church books at 18 years old and there that would start our life together. Started insurance business about 20, 22. Two years old, and I told God that uh, uh, my goal was to semi-retired at 30 years old, at least to have a job so I could uh, do all my uh, life around the church. And but I told God, if I you ever make me successful in that, I'll leave you. I'll leave that to do whatever you want me to do. And when I was 28 years old, had a I, a, uh, a school teacher that was my secretary, and and had a 20-hour work week, and and looking out the window every day, and and I thought. You know, Going to church every morning and, and at nighttime, had a Christian school there. I was youth leader, Sunday school superintendent, over outreach. I was happy doing the work of God. And uh, uh, I'm a very hyper person and, you know, sitting in the insurance business office. And, and it was, I was getting bored. And what am I going to do is here 20 hours? I was at the church, busy, 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 busy. And I remember going to a conference in L.A. and driving through a certain neighborhood in Southern uh, California County and thinking and God talked to me and God said you're going to be living here you're going to be living here I said what and uh, uh, this is far 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 from my ever thinking and really I never asked to preach anywhere in my life ever that I know of and so I remember going back to California and going back to Brother Clark my pastor at the time and walking up to him and telling him this, this weird feeling that came on me and he looked at me stunned he says Mike I got talk to you. He says, you know what? I've been asked to go to Southern California to be a pastor there in Bellflower, California, and I want to ask you to come to be my full-time assistant pastor. And I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. It was the same area. I went to the same neighborhoods wow. when God talked wow. to me uh, not too far from Disneyland and, and uh, there in the Bellflower area that God showed me that, 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 that I was going to be living there. And uh, we went, and I left 
that business and I did not look back and my family thought I was crazy because to build a insurance business is a lot of work. This, the success rate is very, very low, very low, like 10% to even survive the first year. And so I survived it and built it and God blessed me. I wasn't rich, but I already done all the hard work to get there. And uh, But anyway, left there, went there for three and a half years and there gave uh, my life to that place, knocking doors, started uh, a Spanish church there. Believe it or not, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, my late wife did and, and a, a man came up to me from that was Puerto Rican from Florida and said, you know what? Uh, we, we, we need church for the Spanish people, this group. So I took my wife and says, we'll go to uh, between here in Disneyland and La Palmas, California. And we started a home in a home. My late wife, while I was full-time assistant pastor, I went and over school and daycare and, and busy in the work of God. We started it. My wife was the translator. We grew to that, grew up, grew up to about 20 people. And finally, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 we need someone to come here and speak Spanish and, and as a first language. And so we, we got someone to come in to take it. And they, uh, and so they did it and it grew and grew and grew. And I left there in 88, went to Modesto for 21 years there. And I would assist a great church there, one of the largest apostolic churches in America for many, many years. There were a great revival church there in uh, Modesto. Uh, and then I was there for 21 years. And, and, then, and then after 21 years, uh, Elder Runner from Visalia asked me to come to take the church there in Visalia. And I've been there now uh, going on 12 years. And so but I was just there the other day uh, in L.A. Uh, to a birthday party to a minister uh, in Southern California. And I went there. There were ministers all from all across America there. And I saw this pastor that we had uh, come uh, that asked him to come relieve me, take that church. And he said, Brother, I said, how is that going? What's it going? He had left and pastor in another church now in Southern California. He said, Brother Mike, I got to tell you this. I never knew what happened. I was busy. And, and he says, Mike, that church grew and grew. It broke off. It broke off. It broke off. Down in L.A., because it's expensive to have big buildings, if something grows, you got to break it off and let it go. Let it go. Yeah. And it's broken off. That was in 80, probably 86, 87 we started that church. So already it's been over 30 years and he says, Mike, Brother Mike, I got to tell you, there's probably over a thousand people that's come from that church that's broken up all over Southern California. Churches are Spanish speaking all over, wow. all over LA County and so, oh, and beyond. And I blew my mind. It blew my mind. And I thank God for that. Wow. And I don't even speak Spanish. Yeah, I can't even speak English. Okay. Uh, I don't know what I speak, but anyway, uh, I thank God. I, I did take seriously six years of German. I did two years of French. I did learn German. I mean, Russian, going to Russia for Ukraine for three times and almost became a missionary there. Um, I, I've been in 27 nations in the world. I did go to the Philippines one time and uh, during that great revival conference in, I think, 2001 or 2000 there. And there's a group of uh, there and, and then a great Holy Ghost crusade. And I, uh, Brother Keith 
paid my way. I went. And, you know, you got to seize the time. you got to seize the moment. And so uh, a group of Filipino, Filipinos met me there in Manila uh, that someone from Odessa went north by, uh, that's where the Patan death march ended. Right there about, the, you see the flag, the memorial, probably uh, 200 yards from there. Uh, they came down, uh, a good, hoping probably 20, 30 of them. They got the Holy Ghost and the rain outside. The water was there, but no one baptized no one, which again, I believe you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. It says, this is driving me nuts. They're getting the Holy Ghost, but they need to be baptized. And so uh, the next day or two, uh, I, I says, let's go. Let's go up there. So we hired a bunch of taxis. I took ministers from Oklahoma, ministers from North Carolina, Brother Johnson. I don't know if you know him. Uh, okay. But anyway, we went uh, in capsules. I think we went two or three taxis. We drove all day long to this word, um, bu uh, the boondocks. That's where the boondock, the word boondocks comes. Because <laughs> so far up, nobody knows where that was at. We got close to there. Our taxi cab drivers had to hire taxi cab drivers to lead them there. It was like a big old parade. And uh, we finally got that little little town there in that little village and we got there and we baptized about 40 people that day in the river. I mean, we were busy. There were animals in that in that water that scared me and, and people looking at us. It was like, I thought, man, we could be kidnapped and no one ever see us again. It was really, really... Uh, but we got to baptize 40 people and today there's a church, a Jesus-named church of almost 100 people there. From that, they started church immediately. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. And uh, not, too, they, not too long ago, a pastor in California came to me. That came, A lady came from the Philippines from that church and said, hey, where's Michael Dian Torres? They're the ones that came and started our church in that town. You know, that made me feel good. You know, there's nothing like doing something for God and putting a footprint in people's lives that, that you could go out saying, man, I've done something for the Lord and he gets all the glory yes. I don't know what I'm doing I don't I talk fast I I have no talents I can't sing I can't speak I can't uh, walk straight and tie my shoes right but anyway but I tell you what it doesn't matter if you want to be used of God God will use you he will yes. use you yes. and Modesto I remember I remember uh, we had this big old we had a big outreach and Modesto knew how to do outreach sometimes the weekends three and four thousand people would come on Easter I think one our goal one time, our, our goal, our record was like 5,000. Number one in America, uh, that Sunday school deal. But I remember a Spanish guy, uh, I, I introduced myself, could barely speak Spanish. But I said, hi, mamo. Uh, do you, uh, and he spoke in Spanish. He says, let me get your name. I got his name. I introduced him to a Spanish pastor in that area. And got his name, got his number, got him connected. Uh, he came back to church and got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name. And he became a minister, and now he uh, he's got a him and his wife went to Alcapuco, Mexico, and started a church and runs a church there of at least eighty people in Jesus' name in Alcapuco, Mexico. Thank God, thank God, thank God, and for that, it's exciting, yes. very very good. Uh, uh, I love Europe. I uh, enjoy Europe, and I speak enough German to be dangerous. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm an elder to Brother Shell there in in Germany. 
Germany. I, I've been to Europe at least 13 times. And, uh, and so I speak enough French to, be, to get around and read it and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, I go to Germany there. Uh, I go pre take over the church while the missionary is there. But uh, I, I, I want to, before, if the Lord wills, hopefully I could go start a church in northern Germany. I wanted to start one in Germany. I wanted to start one when I was 12 years old. When I, took, I took German for six years from 12 to eight years, 12 years old to eight, 18 years old. And you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. A lady, 80 year old woman from Texas who had a lady, who had a girl that lived in her home that's a doctor in Germany, got the Holy Ghost and been talking to her and says, come start church in northern Germany here. She called me. She found out about me to another missionary from, from the Schirkeises from Honduras. And uh, said, Brother Torres, when are you going to go to Germany? I want to go. I got people there. I got contacts there. Oh, you know what? I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. God love Germany. I love going because I get to drive. I can drive a car 300 miles an hour if I like. I, mean, I love it. I'm hyper. I feel like I'm a, a, a race car driver. I mean, I love it. I love it. I love the mountains of Austria and Germany. Up where Hitler, the Eagle's Nest. I love the Alps. Oh, I love the hikes. And, and then I get there, I feel like I'm a fish in water. I'm running. And uh, and so, uh, uh, and God's blessed there in Germany. We've had revival when I was in southern Germany with Billy Shell's uh, church. But now, I want, if I could do another another uh, another plant and yeah. and and, and, and go there. And you know what? We just, uh, <laughs> 10 years ago when I arrived in Visalia, a young, uh, a young Hispanic boy came into church and uh, a teenager and had a wife. Was a ba that his wife, that girl was pregnant, about 15 years old, baby mama, you know, and from the gangs of uh, Tulare, California. And he bought into this. His, his mother, grandmother had lived for God and he was like a fourth generation apostolic. But he came, he was tired of the gangs. He was a leader in the gangs. And I'll talk more about that uh, right here when I preach here, here at this church. What's the name of your church? Crossroads. Crossroads. Whoever's out there, come. You got to come. We're going to have fun. We're going to have revival. And we're going to have good church. Jesus' name. Yeah. I remember uh, him coming to God. He bought a hook, line, and sinker. And uh, 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 this, uh, and so, believe it or not, he learned conversation of Arabic. He, he he knows the word. He's a soul winner. He's brought so many people to God. And he's gone to the mosque to discuss mosque. They could not answer him. He knows. He knows the word. He knows uh, culture. We sent him to Lebanon. He had pray through a Muslim there. We sent him to uh, uh, Georgia, well, a, a Middle Eastern country uh, just recently, and he went there and prayed four people through the Holy Ghost in a Sharia law uh, nation. Four people through the Holy Ghost. It just blew everyone's minds, and this coming Sunday, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, tomorrow, him and his wife and three children are flying off to go full-time to live there and to convert people and to start churches in the Middle East, and again, uh, God's blessing Amen. us to put our foots, our footprints in that nation. And I'm telling you, we're going back to where uh, where Jesus walked, where the uh, where the Moses walked with all those those all those people from from Egypt, and and uh, and, and uh, it's exciting. Now I want to go back in January and help him there, and, and spend a few weeks in there, and and get connections and all that kind of good stuff. You know, it's exciting. You know, it, it, it's fun. I. I I had 
have no regrets living working for, working for God. No regrets in doing the His kingdom because that is my fulfillment in life. Uh, and uh, has everything uh, has things been rough in my life? Absolutely. Lost a wife of thirty five years uh, right in the middle of pastoring a church and and uh, starting that or taking that church in Visalia. Had a, a son that got into some trouble, but he's living for God still. Thank God for that. And good things are happening in, in my life. And God's blessed our church. But I want to I want to read one more scripture in reading. I know I talk fast. I'm excited, yeah, and I yeah. can't help that. I'm ADHD really bad. Uh, but the Bible says this. It says this: For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet and the ham as removable with those, with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth, which I believe that's the seven spirits of God. And, uh, you know, we can't despise the day of small things. We, every time we pray when we're done, thank you, Jesus. Every time we witness to somebody, every time we, someone comes to church, every time we run the aisles and worship, and every time that every little thing you do for God, it adds, it adds, it adds, it adds. Because when you read that story, Zerubbabel was there going to build that temple, that second temple there in Jerusalem after being destroyed uh, uh, by the Babylonians and bringing this little remnant from Babylon, really basically poor people. The rich people, most of them stayed in Babylon because they, they did not want to leave it. They were too comfort, com comfortable. But they came to, to Babylon. And they a lot of those who remembered the temple, they wept and cried. And here's Zerubbabel with his little, little army, a group of yeah, people that, yeah. that didn't know what they're doing. And they're trying to build stone after stone, little plummet line. And they cried. Some are remembering uh, the old temple. Oh, it'll never be like this. They were, they were crying and, and, and they thought, what's going to happen? But that prophet, he says, hey, don't despise the, uh, the, the, the day of small things right, because right. in the end, it don't, no matter how small it is, what you do, God gets the glory. And that's what it matters. If you see, it's, it's, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And uh, when it's all said and done, we want to give God the glory. If God gets the glory, we're pleasing the Lord. If we're pleasing the Lord, I'm one happy soul. Yes. Oh, thank God for his goodness. And I'm telling you today, if God can use me, God can use you. And I'm telling you, we live in a day of revival. If there's ever a time for the church to march on, is this time of this pandemic and all the things that's happened in the world. Jesus, Jesus say, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. If there's ever a time to, uh, that, that revival is to come in this world, it's now. Yes. It's a time to yes. look up and have faith in God. And and uh, I teach faith is today and hope is for tomorrow. We got faith for today and we got hope for tomorrow. And I'm telling you, this area here is perfect for revival. It's it's perfect for a great church to, to rise up here. And, and uh, Brother and Sister Pearson, they're a great family. Their work has been done by the prior pastor. It's such a great, wonderful work. I tell you what, we have great hope and I thank God for what he's doing. I hope you come out to services the next few days. And uh, wow, thank you for listening to me. And I'll, yes. I'll try to slow down Sunday. I'll try. No, I'll no, 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 no. Anyway, okay, good to hear you. Thank you for uh, let me listening to me. And I'm turning it back to Brother uh, Pearson. In Jesus' name. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Brother Torres. Amen. And he lives what he was talking this morning. Bishop is sitting here, and I'm here. We've been in his church. It is a revival church. I remember calling Brother Torres one day, and I didn't realize it. I looked. I think I looked at my calendar after I got off the phone, but times when we would be in revival, you always wonder as an evangelist, what's happening after you leave? You know, are they having revival after you leave? And and uh, I called Brother Torres, and I looked at my calendar. It had been, been 31 days, something like that. Yeah, and uh, I said, Brother Torres, how's things going? And he said, we've baptized 30 people in the last 31 days. Yes. And, and that was after I was gone. And I was like, well, thank you, Jesus. But that's Visalia. He, he lives, breathes, revival. And uh, our church has heard me say it. It's at Fortress of Truth. It's the only place I ever had this thought go through my head. <laughs> I don't know if Brother Torres has heard me say this before, but I left his office, and you have to walk through the sanctuary to get to the church. And church had just started when I left his office to come into church. And I thought, you know, I could get hurt as I'm trying to get to the platform. And those young men were going crazy. <clears throat> so... You can tell Brother Torres is excited, and uh, his church is an exciting church, exciting place, and we are looking forward to revival, amen, this this week. Invite somebody out Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Sunday night, 6 o'clock, free meal after church Sunday night, and Tuesday night, leadership training on Monday night at 7. Going to be an exciting, exciting time. Thank you, Brother Torres, for bearing your heart and You're just welcome. speaking to us today. You you encouraged us today. I amen. I think if you tuned in, Amen. Your your faith was increased. We can do it. Man, I I feel it. I Brother Torres, Brother Torres preached to us this morning. The time is now. The time for revival is now. Love you everyone. Amen. Have a great weekend. Let's stay in the Holy Ghost. See what God's gonna do this next week. Amen. Have a great week to outreach tomorrow. Amen. And God's going to do great things. Thank you, Brother Torres. Revival, revival, revival.